0: At Sif we're your movie friends. But are friends really friends if you don't know them?
1: So grab a popcorn and head over to our row so we can share movies. Like friends do.
0: There's always room for more movie friends. So sit back, relax,
1: and enjoy the show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Writer's Room. Hello and welcome to Sif Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host, Aaron, but not that. Aaron, of course, and this week I'm joined by Sif editor Robert.
0: If it's a caper, eat it.
1: <laughs> we write for SipPop.com, providing new reviews, best of challenges, and other interesting movie-related articles. So make sure to check out the website, SipPop.com, to keep up with all of that. Um, Robert had like three reviews go live this week. Um, two There's of them over here One of them he didn't. We'll uh, let yeah. you read them to decide which ones they were. Um, yeah. Um, the movies
0: were Faux, Royal Hotel, and one other one. I'm sure it was. Oh, great.
1: <laughs> that's that's the bad one, apparently.
0: <laughs> well actually, maybe one of the ones I already listed was the bad one.
1: Oh trying to
0: get people to Faux Royal Hotel. Oh, and she came to me.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, the Peter Dinklage piano one. Yes. Based off the image, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's an orchestra composer, so yes, he plays the piano a little bit. Oh, or an no, opera like, composer, I'm sorry.
1: Like Amadeus. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> On the podcast today, we're going to um, uh, talk about Invasion of the Body Snatchers as part of our GOATS segment. Um, a little quick catch-up at up front. Um, we're not going to play Wavelength, since it's just Robert and I, we play it um, every month that we have a guest on, so um, we're going to skip that this week. I do have a different question lined up in favor of that. Um, we'll do the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 version, as our GOATS topic, um, and then we'll... Um, for the B-plot, we're going to put together options for next calendars, um, um, options. The next,
0: Yeah, the next half of the years, uh, like the next six months worth of uh, goats.
1: Although I'm really curious, like, do we want to find a better system since, like, so many people are off Twitter now? It used to just be Twitter polls. Oh. So like, Are we able to do a poll on the website? I have no idea. I,
0: I don't know. I've never like, looked into I, something I, like that.
1: Like I, I or, or maybe like there must be a website where we can create a poll as a link and just send it out on, you know, the different socials that way anybody could fill it out. Like true. not just people that follow us on Twitter, people that still have. Yeah, that's video. true. Cause like, cause like I'm never even on Twitter anymore. I'm not really much anymore, but um, yeah, yeah we like,
0: could, you could just do a Google form um, and send that out on Twitter, blue sky, Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. threads I like everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll so
1: that. so if you haven't participated in the past because of that, you know, don't skip because you can participate this time. Um, but Robert and I will select uh, six films. Um, they don't have to be from my watch list, but or from my um, you know, watch list or my own list. We're going to kind of give exempt status to these, um, but they do have to, you know, go towards the goats column. And that's going to be the first place I look is my watch list. So yeah. Um, Because it's still at 500 movies somehow. (laughs) Um, But that's just because I stopped watching new releases.
0: (laughs) Are you like Uh, adding stuff to it too? I mean, always just because, you know,
1: people bring up stuff or or whatnot. I don't I don't think I'm adding as much anymore. But um, yeah, I'm adding a bunch of the new releases and then just like not watching them. Like uh, I haven't seen the TMNT yet or I haven't, which I was really excited about. And I haven't seen Mm -hmm. uh, the new Transformers yet, which I was really excited about and not so much once it came out. Um, One of
0: those is good and one of those is bad.
1: (laughs) um, But don't worry, guys. I did see Saw X and the Exorcist Believer. Um, You saw Socks and uh haunting in venice but yeah um and me and my wife might go see the Ares tour tonight but like that that's one on Letterbox that i think you can log as watched but that's not one that i would like rate and put in a list you know kind of like hamilton right it's like you can like watch as long log as watched maybe give a rating but like it's not like it's not a movie from my opinion, you know? i don't
0: i don't want to speak on it too authoritatively because i haven't seen it but okay. from what i've heard it's just like a recorded condensed yeah. version of the concert up close whereas other concert movies like actually have like behind the scenes stuff or some sort of story but it's it from what i've heard again take that with a huge handful of salt but like it's just basically well, based off the BEC of the that
1: dropped um a couple hours after we record this um you know we're just full of hot takes this week so yeah um uh, i'm scared yeah, you and
0: I, we decided with our Scorsese ranking, Scorsese ranking, I, actually yeah, heard, him say,
2: yeah.
0: I heard him say his last name for the first time in an interview and it's Scorsese. So I'm going to go by that. Um, I heard, or we decided to get a little bit more creative with our ranking. We were going to do what? Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, Raging Bull as a top three. Yeah, I think Maybe it was ta- Taxi Driver number one. But I think it was Goodfellas' one. Rest.
1: And then we talked about putting Taxi Driver at one in, in our group chat.
0: Right, so that's right. We had Goodfellas, Raging Bull, and Taxi Driver, I think. And then Dyson was like, how about we put Taxi Driver at one? And Ray? we were all kind of like, you they're said,
1: relatively interchangeable, especially in terms of their things. But
0: Right, and then you said, let's see if we can get a little bit more creative and not just make the quote-unquote objective list. And I was like, nah, I think these are kind of the unimpeachable ones. I think we should keep them at number one, two, three. Then I thought about it some more. And, and, and one like, of
1: those barely made the top 10 so <laughs> yeah i was like let's get really dicey here and robert uh, sent it and i'm like unintended. that's bold. i love it especially yeah. because like i really like the fact that i think that they're both considered well i don't know one of them i think is considered when score says he's best but like i love that last temptation and silence both got knocked up the list i think people yeah. that have seen silence really like it i just don't know that everybody has um it's got, got a daunting
0: runtime and topic Especially yes. for people who've just seen like Goodfellas and Departed, you know,
1: and it, and it's one of those movies that I think you can look at and like people are like, oh yeah, it's a Scorsese movie, but like it's 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 kind of not, um, like it is, no, it's
0: it, it's like the most Scorsese movie almost in terms of its
1: themes. But I mean, yes, but in but in terms of like, it's not a gangster epic, you know. Um, you know, imagine, he has twenty five movies. Was, though.
0: <laughs> he has twenty five now, twenty six movies colors of the Flower Moon. And maybe four or five gangster epics, which is a lot. It's just the popular But also, ones, you know. in the context of his filmography,
1: he's very varied. I mean, Silence is arguably his most violent film, I think. It,
0: yeah, his most like realistically brutal, sure.
1: Yeah, or at least like visceral, you know. Yeah, uh, that's
0: a good a good word to use.
1: Anyway, either way, I just I'm really excited for the list to come out, but I'm also scared. But as I mentioned to Robert, I'm like, I would be really scared if film Twitter existed. But like, you know, I feel like instead of an army of film bros coming after us for putting well, the list will be out Raging Bull at 10, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, which Dicer and I both think are overrated. And Robert, you have it like a four out of five on Letterboxd. But um, yeah, you know, I feel like I'm not scared of film bros coming after us. I'm just scared of bots. Um, Yeah it's one of these days um it's just going to be nothing but endless replies from only fans bots and whatnot um, i don't think the
0: list is too uh controversial apart from maybe the departed which people think of as like the lesser great scorsese that it was almost a legacy o- oscar but like his movies are all maybe like the top 15 ish are all so great that it's tough to argue with an order
1: I mean, and again, I think there there is a quote unquote technical right that we are not going by. Like, you know, I, I, I think if we wanted if we wanted general consensus, general overall film thoughts, but we're going like we, this is a sif Pop list. and I, I love that this feels like a sift Pop list, um, which means it's not going to be Taxi Driver, Raging Bull and Goodfellas in the top three. Um,
0: we actually booted Goodfellas from the list at all. We're like, a, we're counting down all of his movies, but it doesn't even need to be on here. <laughs>
1: I mean, Goodfellas that's, that's is my personal favorite of the three, but I'm due for a rewatch on the other two just because um, I actually turned off Raging Bull 40 minutes in because I was bored and um, <laughs> I, I, I was expecting a very different move. Um, you wanted Rocky. I mean, I hadn't seen Rocky at that point, but no. I was expecting more like Rocky and less long, slow, brooding, black and white epic, you know, I don't know why no. I wasn't expecting that. Um, and Taxi Driver. I so saw once in high school. I'm like, it's fine, but I'm sure because I was a high school, I didn't fully process it, so anyway yeah so if you haven't yet go check out our scorsese list and um you know send all your hate replies i don't care um i'm not gonna read them but you know know.
0: film twitter it does exist still but i think people are more busy defending scorsese and i think they'll be happy that we have a list out at all and that doesn't mention the mcu once in any of our blurbs so i think uh people will just be happy it exists and that there's no like offensive takes
1: And what might be nice is, you know, people might be going, yes, every list would have Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, and Goodfellas in the top three, but this list puts Last last Temptation at two, like, hell yeah, and After Hours at four, you know, maybe like real Scorsese fans or Mm -hmm. maybe Film Twitter would actually wind up praising this. Uh, We'll see. We'll we'll know by the time this comes out, but... um, Or maybe they'll
0: ignore it like usual.
1: (laughs) Um anyway that kind of got off tangent a little bit but that's okay um because i think that was a good talk and especially if there's one week that we were to talk about why we ranked things the way we did it's this one um, yeah. um but i would also like to ask you robert real quick um we are entering award season um this I, I, this question is posed uh, nash has been running a lot of our like social media stuff just like trying to promote community go engagement go nash um so he proposed the other day, um, we're about to enter film season, you know, with Killers of the Flower Moon coming out and, you know, Napoleon's not far away. Award season. What did I say? You said film season. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> picture season. Um, <laughs> um, I'll yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't
0: to... hear that. I had my mic muted and I was coughing too loud to hear that. Uh, I
1: said picture season. Oh yes. Picture. What a picture. Uh, uh-huh. um, so we'll, um, if if award since award season is starting, if if award season would would actually end right now, like what are some films that you think um, would make it? What like what are some films that you really hope, or some like specific performances or whatnot that you really hope uh, make it through award season to like get nominated? Um, for this year's Academy Awards. And, like, obviously, like, Oppenheimer is going to still be nominated for all the things, regardless of if Dune came out this year and how Killers of the Flower Moon is being received and, um, you know, how presumably Napoleon... Like, obviously, Oppenheimer's still making all that. So, you know, and obviously, Across the Spider-Verse is still the front-runner to win animated, you know? And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see it a Best Picture nominee, but um, what, what, are, what are some other things you would like to see?
0: Well, there's this movie. You may or may not know Mm -hmm. it's based on a true story Mm -hmm. there was a gamer and he became a racer
1: (laughs) you said based on a true story story. are you it's
0: based on a true story there was an actual guy who went from gamer to racer the film is titled aptly i should say gran turismo Mm. hyphen or dash based (laughs) on a true story
1: oh is that because it's based on a true story
0: i think so i think. I think there's a dude.
1: It's hilarious a to me.
0: <laughs> to racer.
1: It's hilarious to me that I was listening to the Sif Pop episode where um, it, Alice was on reviewing that movie with them, I think. Uh, or maybe it was John Paula. Either way, the Sif Pop Weekly guest wasn't aware that this was like based off of a true story. And it's like, it's everywhere in the marketing. So it might have been John Paula. I was like, it's either it was either John Paula because he just doesn't watch trailers or it was... Um, Alice, because Australia, different. Anyway, it was just, like, baffling to me, the fact that somebody could watch this movie and not know the, based on a true story. Well, when I did the it, roundup
0: with Nick and John from the UK. Oh, that John... was it.
1: That, that was it. Okay, it okay. It was, okay. It was, yeah, it was John a, in the roundup, roundup.
0: Yeah, uh, over there in Britain. Review roundups
1: are so good, I get them confused with Sif Pop Weekly. Oh,
0: there we go. I only wish I could be as good a podcaster as Aaron and Ian. Mm, I think you uh, Otherwise, I'd stop yeah.
1: publishing them. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. <laughs> I just get a message one day. Just, You're fired. Um,
1: yeah. Hey, I'm going to be doing these instead.
0: So I actually do, memes aside, I actually do really like this movie. I think it could. I, I'll put the huge disclaimer. I don't follow word season anymore. So I don't really sure. like think about it in those terms. But this has very good visual effects. And I never actually got to talk about this movie on the roundup because I had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, then I just wasn't able to make it. So one movie on the roundup I wasn't able to see. Um, so my thoughts are it's very good. It's very fun. And it's got great tension and great action and great uh, visual effects. So I, I don't know if would you actually make it to visual effects, but I could see it go in there.
1: Yeah. I was going to ask like what awards are you specifically looking for? Like presumably not quite like best picture tier, but like, no, 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 no. but like, are you, are you arguing for director or set design or editing or... effects, editing even?
0: I wouldn't put it past that, but okay. Oppenheimer probably has editing down,
1: but I mean, but a nomination, you know, sure. Like, yeah. Like I'm one thing that you're five. hoping is going to be a nomination, even if it doesn't stand a chance to win, but the, the um, other big
0: one, like the more <laughs> earnest one, uh, as much as I actually really did enjoy Gran Turismo, is Asteroid City, which I've talked about ad ad nauseum at this point. It's kind of already been forgotten, but like I've literally moved it up to number three on my Wes Anderson rankings. I love it so much, and I think this one actually deserves Best Picture Screenplay Director.
1: Cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've seen 23 movies so far this year, which is better than I did, like, two years ago but uh and i'll get to a bunch you know like i said teenage mutant ninja turtles and um i will for sure get to past lives before um like we start making our lists and whatnot Mm um oh shoot there was another one that came out that i was like oh yeah i really need to check that out um anyway just uh plenty on my watch list even for this year
0: devil conspiracy uh
1: pope's exorcist i think no. Um, no, but the, the, the one that I'm would really lobby for right now that I don't think is going to last until, and I, I even think maybe if awards sees, if, if awards were announced today, I'm not even sh- sure it would be looked at. I, I guess I just don't know, but I would really love to see Michael B. Jordan nominated for directing Creed three. Um, I think he's just, especially for a first time outing, but I, th- I, I just, I love the way that movie shot. I, I think it's just got a clear vision and it just goes for it. Um, it, it's super competent and, uh, like, especially like the, the final fight at Dodger stadium is just Mm -hmm. so epic. And you could have told me Ryan Coogler did it. I would have been like, sure. Um, I think it has a different style, but well, I mean, point you could have, I'm more so mean you could have told me somebody established did it and I would have been like, yeah, um, especially not a first time. I grant it's a first timer of a guy who's been around the biggest projects and the biggest directors, you know, he's. Worked with Ryan Coogler, um, he's um, multiple times. Um, you know, he's worked with um, whoever did Space Jam 2. You know, he's worked with uh, uh, Dustin Daniel GM Cretton 2? for apparently he must not a cameo. Um, Dustin Daniel Cretton for just mercy. You know, he's been around since he's been a kid, so he's been around like he was on the wire. So like he's been around like just some of the best people. So um,
0: I think he would be perfect for. Um, If and when Heath gets to this year for his Oscar, what if?
1: Yeah, directorial um, debut. Yeah,
0: I think he would win that.
1: Yeah. Again, I I don't know. And there's so many films that I haven't seen that I'm sure like would get some really good consideration Um, and not just like you know, the big stuff um, i haven't seen asteroid city and obviously that's going to get some nominations i will see asteroid city i think that's the other big one that i was thinking but um you know like i'm i'm sure i'm sure past lives will get some good recognition and i'm sure obviously killers of the flower moon is going to get some great recognition um even if it got Better. poorly reviewed it's still scorsese like <laughs> it's going to get stuff because yeah. the academy could never make a list as bold as rbc um it's true. so but anyway, that's like, that's, I'm looking at my list right now and I'm like, you know, I would, I would be happy to see Guardians 3 get like an original screenplay nomination. It's not going to happen. Wouldn't that uh, be but, adapted? Or Yeah, it would be adapted. You're right. Either way, I'd like to see it maybe get something besides visual effects. Like, I, I think it is, you know, a, a very well-made film. The Guardians ones have been. If you're going to nominate one for screenplay, uh, you know, out of the MCU stuff, I think you, it is one of the Guardians movies. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. So I... I'm not going to lobby hard for that because the, I think the strength and competition, especially now that we're moving from original to adapted, everything counts as adapted now. Um, like, I think I saw that Barbie has to be put under adapted or something like that because it's based off of IP. And it's like, that's dumb. Like,
0: <laughs> Well, I think that's what adapted means. But I also don't follow it that closely, like I said, so I don't know. I mean, I get I'll throw- oh, go ahead.
1: I just, like, I get that it's adapted from, like, but it's adapted from a toy. It's not like it's a story that's being adapted, you know? It's, it's also, like,
0: adapted from, like, the real-world perception of what the Barbie is because it's very much in conversation with that. Point. That's a know? good point. It's not like Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach came up with the concept of Barbie, you know?
1: They might have.
0: <laughs> we don't know. They could have.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I, I, I don't have anything else that I feel like could be, like, I'm not going to argue for the Meg two to get anything, you know, or um, and you shouldn't, you know, or or just you know half the movies on my list I I actually don't like, um, but uh, you know, and the other half it's like yeah, like I've seen the ones you've all seen, and as much as I liked Evil Dead Rise, I'm not going to lobby for it to win anything, um, unless they had like a practical effects thing, but anyway, yeah, this year uh, hasn't been great. I mean, I know we're getting into it, but you know, and I haven't seen the more. Whatever. You, you give your say, last thing, and I'll, I'll mention I feel like there's one that I'm really missing that it's like, yeah, and I haven't seen that yet.
0: I but. I just have, like, Toes of Flower, Moon, Napoleon, all of us strangers, um, just a bunch of stuff like that coming up the rest of the year. Uh, the holdovers, the Killer, Saltburn, mm-hmm. Priscilla, Mexico mm-hmm. Wins, all that kind of stuff I still haven't seen. And even if all of them made it into my top ten, I would still say the year as a whole was just okay. You know, unless... I had a couple of huge surprises that I just wasn't expecting. Um, my last one, I'll just say real quick, I would love to see Bo is Afraid be nominated. Um, that would, for something, for director, for picture, for screenplay, that's an original screenplay if, I ever, if I've ever seen one. Um, speaking of, though, how the Academy will never be as bold as our Scorsese, BEC, it's never going to happen. But sure. I think it deserves to be recognized for the full swing that it is, at the budget that it is with the stars that it has in today's landscape.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at my watch list now. And the I think the one that I was thinking of, the one that like maybe moder- like general audiences would not understand or not see, but like anybody listening to this podcast is probably like, Oh yeah, that has that would like a thousand and one, I think is the other one. Um,
0: that's been on my watch list. I am without Peacock right now, but as soon as I get it back, I'm going to be watching it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's, that's one of the ones that I'm thinking like, I haven't seen it, and based off of what everybody's saying about it, I wouldn't. I'm sure there's some people that would be lobbying for it to win something. Um, and I know that Heath is big on BlackBerry and would love. And I know a lot of people would like to see Glenn Howerton. I'm I'm sure a lot of people are saying Glenn Howerton for BlackBerry right now is something they would like to see get a nomination. And um,
0: I, I I gave my thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen it, uh, but I'm just I'm am just trying to say you know some of the other things and yeah, uh, yeah. or some of the other. Uh, perspectives but yeah i'd like the ones that are on my watch list, I, I polite society past lives theater camp knock at the cabin
0: theater camp is another really great i think it's a directorial debut um i think so yeah molly gordon and mm-hmm. nick lieberman i don't think molly gordon has directed anything else no nope, yeah
1: she is not confirmed
0: neither or <laughs> the only other thing nick lieberman has directed is the short film version of theater camp. so yeah that would be a fun directorial debut Hint, hint, Heath, if you're listening. <laughs> um, two years from now, when you get to 2023.
1: Yeah, and then and then like the the other stuff that I haven't seen, like Extraction Two and Gran Turismo and Transformers, and then I know, know that I know that, that most people hated Gran Turismo it, but I, I'm going to watch...
0: Based on a true story.
1: Oh, is it now? Yeah, I thought it was really um, interesting.
0: I didn't. I I genuinely wouldn't have never guessed that someone could go from a gamer to a racer, but he mm-hmm. does it. Spoiler alert! And it's a true story. So sorry. What That's were
1: you saying? Crazy. Uh, i was like i I know i'm gonna hate it and i know because i know everybody else has hate it but like i'm gonna watch fool's paradise just leave me alone let me watch it it really bad yeah i know um and i like like, almost everyone who appears in it and like you know if i get around to dumb money before the year ends cool if i don't cool that's Um, fine yeah and i i still haven't gotten to i'd really like to catch the creator um ideally while it's still in theaters but I, I'm pretty sure it's already been kicked out of theaters by the arrows tour. Like I was looking me and my, it's Most pri- things it's cr- have been
0: kicked out of the theaters by the arrows tour. That's what I can speak on that. I freaking hate that it's taking up so many screens that uh, there's nothing interesting besides Kill the flower moon, like nothing smaller, nothing that might've come through the cracks that I could have gone to see. Ugh, yeah, sorry.
1: Me and my wife are we have, I, I normally work Friday nights, but I have this week off. I didn't request it off. Mm-hmm. I just got it off. Um, and, uh, so we're looking like, hey, what can we do? And she's been wanting to go see Eros Tour, and I'm I'll go too. But like, I'm also like, I was looking at Showtime to say, oh, there's literally nothing else playing at our theater. Got it. Yeah. Well, luckily, we have a bunch of theaters around, so I'm sure I could find, you know, I have a local indie that I really doubt is playing the Eros Tour. I'm sure they're booked solid with Killers of the Flower Moon, though. My indie was playing
0: the Eros Tour, which also drives me nuts. Reason. You should do a double feature spend like three days at the theater and not quite be finished with the Eros Tour and Killers of the Flower Moon because of how long they
1: are. Is Eros Tour like long? It's two forty-five. Oh shoot! I mean, that's about what I expected, but like, "Kills the Fire Moon" is three and a half. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. I, yeah. I. I. I didn't know. I mean, I figured it was long, but I expected, yeah, about that two-hour mark. That's that's longer than I would have guessed, but that's not the like, concert
0: right. itself is like
1: three or four hours. Oh shoot! I don't know. I. Can't, I. My wife. My wife got tried to get on the wait list and couldn't. So for Indianapolis, but. Hmm. Um, so if you have tickets in Indianapolis and you can't go, my wife will buy them. Um, <laughs>
0: Mortgage your house a couple times, and then you can afford it. Yeah, no. I'm not uh, saying anything about your financial position. I'm just saying about
1: the ticket prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. Now I'm really curious if my indie is showing. Um, they're showing a movie called Mommy Wata, Remembering Every Night, Pigeon Tunnel, Killing Killers of Flower Moon, and Stop Making Sense. Yeah, so no, uh, no errors tour for them. And they're they're showing Mulan tomorrow. Which one? The original. Let
0: me also they throw do a out bl- real quick how to how to blow up a pipeline and talk to me, which are other ones that will likely not receive Academy <laughs> recognition. But um, if they blow were interested, be on my watch list. I don't know why it's not. Which one? Pipeline. How to
1: blow up a pipeline? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I it, didn't particularly like talk to me, but you know, that's not really my style of horror stuff.
0: How to blow up a pipeline is like Soderbergh, uh, oceans mixed with, um, you know, modern anxieties. You know, obviously in the title, mixed with like a knockoff Ludwig Goranson score.
1: Sold. I'm watching it today. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> you said Soderbergh, Oceans, and I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's all I need.
0: It's got like eight or 10 characters and like it gives all of their backstories and then they all have good chemistry and then it's, yeah, it's, it feels like Oceans 11, but more important.
1: Um, Let's do um, a quick random question. Um, That's that's timely. I was just going through my generator because I didn't like the question that I had anymore. Um, Robert, are you guys doing a Halloween costume this year?
0: I don't think so, actually. We might be traveling on Halloween, so our Halloween costume will be airport clothes.
1: Hmm, cool. So like foot flops with socks and, uh, or sorry, sandals with socks and sweatpants and hoodie.
0: Well, sneakers, comfy sneakers, but everything else, yes. Yeah.
1: I do, I do like, most of my shoes have, like, stretchy laces that, are, like, turn shoes into slip-ons. So, yeah. But it's, like, just since they have to come off now, because airport security is yeah, yeah extra. And you know what? I'd rather it be extra than not adequate enough um no 100 percent. so
0: you doing any costumes
1: um my wife is in this dance class and they have to like come up with a costume um and so she was gonna do like like she has to it it, they're doing like you have to be like sexy killer for the thing and but like you couldn't do multiple um and uh like like if somebody else picked something you couldn't do the same thing um
0: so you're like sexy freddy krueger or something (laughs)
1: <laughs> no somebody picked that though okay. um she just went with uh, like,
0: exactly how he looks in the original movie that's she, <laughs> that, that's my type
1: uh wait till you get to nightmare on elm street 3 um okay. there's a oh. which, which is actually really good um hear more thoughts about it next week um that episode's already recorded so it's gonna sound nothing odd um anyway the um We were gonna, so she was gonna do. She was trying to figure out something to do, but because she didn't immediately sign up, that means like obviously, like Harley Quinn was taken first, and a couple other ones, um, and whatnot. And so um, she went with Bride of Chucky just because it was like next to nothing was available. She's like white dress, leather jacket, boom, like done. Uh, We are you gonna be Chucky? None of us have seen a Chucky movie. No, she's just doing that for the dance class. But like she originally picked like Catwoman because we were gonna do. She was kind of going maybe doing a Catwoman or poison ivy thing um and then i she was gonna like do a very makeshift riddler thing mm. um for me and um our dogs have uh my cheddar has a batman harness like that has a cape on it and then um sh- we bought like a ten dollar costume that's like a robin for luna and it's super freaking cute it's the sleeves uh um, nice. is what it is but so we were going to so we're going to do something. I think she's still planning on doing like maybe a catwoman or something and doing a very makeshift riddler thing for me, but we should probably get that finalized cuz Halloween's in like 10 days. So
0: Catwoman sounds like the perfect villain if Batman and Robin are dogs.
1: <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, yes, I'm going to tell her that now and it's going to be yeah. I, but I said the only thing about if I do riddler is then I'll have to actually like come up with riddles and that's gonna suck because I'm bad at riddles.
0: Um I mean you have a question generator, just find a riddle generator. I'm sure there's one. Or play through one of the Arkham games,
1: which everyone has all the riddle. Don't they all or, have Riddler stuff? Um they all do. The Riddler trophies, yeah. Um except on the Batman Arkham origin. It's it's Enigma packs or something, whatever it's Enigma data files or whatever. Um hmm. here's my favorite current riddle. Um Robert, why are chickens so funny? I don't know, Aaron, why are
0: chickens so funny? Because Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have to Let's get back to the writer's room. <laughs>
1: um skipping coming attractions because the writer's strike, actor's uh, actor strike isn't over. The writer's strike is over. Um great for the writers. Um uh now it's time to pay the actors.
0: Um and Yeah, they just pushed back bike riders and Deadpool mm-hmm. because of the strike. Yeah, and like and it's somewhat shocking that the Sydney Sweeney, Glenn Powell rom-com trailer came out because if anything that uh, can use be, actors could promote, it would be like a rom-com with two of the hottest people in Hollywood right now.
1: Sure. Um, Robert, real quick. Do you think yeah. uh, if the actors strike ends and over, do you think they push back doing it again? Or do you think they're just like, now nah, we're keeping, I know be, your hope is no, but that would be creeping up on a year, right? If the, it'd be creepy. Yeah. I mean, cause start? it's currently March, I think. And the strike started in May. That's when it was the, the writers. Um, the actors was um, it was Oppenheimer weekend because uh, oh, it was right. during the yeah. press of Oppenheimer. Yeah. So yeah, July, so
0: like early July. Um, I would assume they would uh, if I'm just I going mean, that was the reason they pushed it back right. is
1: because they wanted Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya and Javier Bardem to promote it. But mm-hmm. it isn't the fact that they're in the movie like enough at this point, especially, like, for a sequel, like, I don't know they got to make as much money as they can because of the way they released it in 2021, but... Like yeah, I'm not a marketing guy, screening. but
0: ha- but throwing out your cast everywhere has to be doing... has to do something, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean... And- the, I Right off the top of my head, there's the meme of, like, Chalamet excited and Zendaya, like, looking kind of grumpy, and that came from the Dune press tour, the original Dune press tour, so it's like, even just getting a meme like that could... Get you an extra few million dollars. I don't know.
1: I wonder if it was part of their strategy when they pushed it back to say we want to focus on marketing more in case the strike's not over. We could still make sure everybody knows Timothy Chalamet and they are here. And and maybe they're doing. Oh, I guess they can't. They can't even do things like Vanity Fair interviews or whatever. You know. So.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'll be honest. I don't understand because there was just a Chalamet profile that came out, um, and there was a thing where Chalamet was interviewing scorsese about kills of the flower moon because they did like a perfume ad together so i i don't really know what the line is right
1: now well but that's not chalamet promoting kill he's not in kill of the flower moon so that's not him promoting his work that's him I being guess. the interviewer either way fair enough. um
0: yeah the lines are a bit murky especially the longer it goes on
1: but i would be surprised if warner brothers did not you know and march is still a great win like you can make money in march so i w- mm-hmm. i was i would be really surprised if they weren't saying um you know do whatever we can marketing wise we're not pushing it back again um but anyway we'll see um i, I just hope wanted not. to have like a good I want to run yeah not like uh what was it mission impossible had one week and you're like, it's mission impossible guys like yeah but it came out a week before oppenheimer so and not like everything should like, have yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, let's uh move on real quick uh, before we get to our SIF topic, Robert. Um, your chance to promote anything.
0: Uh, we'll go to SIFpop Read all my stuff. Read everyone else's stuff. Go to the SIFpop writers room feed that you're in right now and look for the review roundups. Um, and go to wherever you get your podcasts and find the Also See podcast, which I started with fellow Cip pop writer Foster, where we talk about movies starring or directed by. People who have a new movie coming out and we go to watch one of their more obscure movies. So it's the perfect type of podcast to listen to if you only watch big stuff, because we don't talk about big stuff. Um obviously now big stuff
1: like Gran Turismo would count in that right. Gran Turismo, based off a true story. I'm not sure
0: if you knew. Oh, okay, you did know. It's based on a true story. <laughs> how
1: many how many times can we make that joke this episode? Uh
0: at least once more miss one.
1: Okay. Uh let's see uh yeah I've uh, also, also robert's thoughts on letterboxd
0: i don't think i've ever gotten a follower from promoting it on here but i want it to be promoted anyway
1: yeah we'll see um one of these days this podcast will take off and you'll be happy you said it um yes yeah um quick reminder Nightmare Comps-
0: elm street review where my first line is i don't know how to talk about horror so yeah
1: i read that review i Thank agree you. with it um uh i um quick reminder patreon.com still so if popped up UR. You um you'll have early access to all episodes um just by going over there um for free and then there's a couple paid tiers that some of them offer you nothing and some of them offer you something so <laughs> check it out in case you're interested um so if you like like this episode is going to drop um early um my hope is actually to get it up today um we'll see but uh, uh at least in that feed and my goal is the Nightmare on Elm Street one like I already have that episode like edited and ready to go so like I don't want to drop it too soon to kind of step on this episode's feet, but I'm thinking like just, I'm thinking about maybe dropping it next Wednesday on Patreon and it'll go live on Halloween day in the public feed. So if you, yeah. So like, just because we already have it done and like, that is the point of what Patreon is now is early episodes. So, um, yeah. So if you're subscribed in that feed, it's going to be some weird days, this stuff coming out, but you know, that's, that's your perks. So um, let's get into invasion that of the body. Snatchers,
0: based on a true story.
1: Um, I'm not sure, but Gran Turismo, which is similar to that movie because oh. um, he had a dream to become
0: <laughs> a racer when he was just a gamer.
1: Yes. And, um, and Orlando Bloom Mm. is in Gran Turismo and Johnny Depp was in that right. Elm Street and, and they they're Pirates of the Caribbean We're in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah of course. So, uh, which is not based off of a true story. Right. As far as I can tell,
0: but Gran Turismo
1: is pretty sure. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. They should put it in the title <laughs> because <I don't...
1: laughs> they should put this it in the title. It's so the post old movie. and
0: overplayed, but I... it, dude, it was
1: just... old and overplayed when the movie came on August, but no, I know. Like, I'm just, it's still, some reason it's I got still... in the mood to do it today. <laughs> it's it's one of those like it's that david letterman joke right where it's like the more like the more you do it the less funny it gets and then at a certain point it just becomes, it hilarious. becomes Right. um i think we're i think we're almost there okay <laughs> i don't know um the listeners can be the judge of that is that a
0: true story the david letterman thing
1: it is for that one okay <laughs>
0: Anyway, invasion of the body snatchers.
1: Uh, this is a we're doing the 1978 version. I I, I I said I was trying to get around to the uh, 1950s one, but um, it's been a busy week because we I threw in an extra recording that was a bunch of movies long, and so I did not get a chance, to, or I did not. Um, I had a chance, I just couldn't get in the mood to watch the other one. Um, so I did I didn't not watch it. Around to it. Um, that's fine. You weren't expected to, but I just yeah. said I was gonna hope to. Um, because they're both very highly regarded. Mm-hmm. Um, the original has a higher IMDb score, but I think everywhere else the remake is higher. And I think in general, the the, the remake, this one, is supposed to be considered the better overall. Anyway, um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, the 1978 version. This is streaming on like several different places, so um, Amazon Prime, Hulu, and HBO Max. Um This has a 7.4 on IMDb and a 93% on um, Rotten Tomatoes. Let me pull up the letterbox real quick while I read you the synopsis. When strange seeds drift to earth from space, mysterious pods begin to grow and invade San Francisco, replicating the city's residents one body at a time. This is, um, as mentioned, a remake from the 1957, but I think even that is like maybe an adaptation of like a, Maybe a radio show. Um, I'll look it up here in just a second. But um, I'm currently also just being blown away. The fact that this movie is rated PG. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I know that like, there's for you. I know that there's movies here that are like in this era that are like, you know, have and it's not a lot of nudity, you know, <laughs> can, I, but
0: can I tell you what I thought you it's just frightening? Said? You said, I know there's movies, but I heard it as I
1: know there's boobies. And
0: this movie, it does have those. Uh, yeah, well, I said I know there's movies violence. that have nudity. Yeah, yeah. So it,
1: it, it would have worked if I said, I know there's boobies, but like...
0: <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's the 1970s standards.
1: But but it's also just like, the, like the movie is also just, it's very frightening. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially for its era. I think I was more scared of this movie than I was Nightmare on Elm Street. But um, anyway, we'll get that. Yeah, the uh, reason
0: that we're bringing Nightmare on Elm Street up uh, Is because you just watched it and recorded the podcast, and I just happened to watch it last night before I watched mm-hmm. Body Snatchers, so it's on both of our
1: minds. Yep. Um, 3.9 on Letterboxd, by the way. Pretty okay. uh, respectable score. So oh, yeah. um, this film, a couple award wins, couple nominations, things like that. Um, nominated Saturn Award, Science Fiction, um, Best Actor, Donald Sutherland, Best Actress, Brooke Adams, Best Supporting Actor, Leonard, Leonard Nimoy, Best Director, Philip Kaufman. It's all Saturn Awards. Visual effects as well. Did the Um, uh,
0: dog with a human face get any nomination?
1: mm, Probably an MTV Movie Award, right? Okay. Best kiss. Best kiss. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it was a nominee of for the Writers Guild of America for the for the best drama adapted from another medium. Um, So. Um, There's that no Oscars love or thing like that. Um, it's just the only Oscars just hate just the Saturn award stuff. Well, um, so I guess it makes uh, sense. Sh-
0: Saturn is sh- in space and the body snatchers come from space.
1: Mm-hmm. The Chicago Films Critics Association named it the 59th scariest film of all time. When was that? Um, just curious. Do you know? Uh, Three, 2006. Okay. So they hadn't seen talk to me yet uh or sinister right which there was a new study that says let's like, get sinister is like this scariest film. like they like measured people's bpm and stress rate and all that like well and talk to talk to me made the top 10 actually oh um, that recent stuff. of uh study. yeah it like it happened like w- recently because cinema joe talked about it on because there was a report that like didn't factor in stress rate it was only like bpm and gotcha. something else like that were people hooked up while they were watching it but they added um stress rate and um talk to me made it in the top ten. So did smile. I um, never saw it. Neither did I. And like, I'm sure it's frightening, but I'll tell you this
0: part of the reason I didn't see it was because those smiles look so freaking creepy in the trailer that I didn't yeah. want to be creeped out. So
1: that, it part, I kind of, why I wanted to watch it, you know, like it was just yeah. like that, but anyway, yeah. Sinister was a big, what has been number two for a while, but because of the added stress rate, Sinister's number one now. Nice. Um, anyway, a couple of animated shows also adapted this uh, Darkwing duck and Spongebob, at least that's what Wikipedia says. I'm sure there's more. Um, this is also like, a, a film that has been adapted and made many times. Here we go, based off a novel. There we go. 1954 novel, The Body Snatchers by Jack Finney. So um yeah, I um I'm curious, Robert, um before we dive into it, what is your history uh with this film? Um or just in general, the body snatchers um like lore or whatever. Like there was the there's the original, there's this one, there's the um the what's the I'll just, I have no history with any da- of it. The Daniel Craig, Nicole Kidman one, I think. Okay. Yeah. I
0: had no history with any of it. I hadn't seen any of it, any of them. Um, it was on my watch list on HBO for a while. And until last night, until I took it off when I watched it. Um, because I just went through like the TCM hub and added a bunch of stuff that I'd heard of that I knew was good to my watch list on HBO. Uh, and I actually almost watched it a couple months ago. Because I was like, hey, looks interesting. I was scrolling through my list. What what can I watch? It's a decent runtime for the amount of time I have. And then something about it seemed familiar, and I double-checked and noticed that we were going to watch it for this podcast. So I wanted to be more fresh for this conversation. So I've been a little bit more excited for it uh, the last couple of months, just because for some reason I saw the cast and was like, hey, I kind of want to watch this. And it looks interesting. And so there's my very limited history.
1: Here we go. Um... By the way, correction, this film is based off of a 1955 novel by Jack Finney, but that is based off of an 1885 short story by Robert Louis uh, Louis Stevenson.
0: And that one is based on a true story?
1: No, but Gran Turismo is. Oh, interesting. I should watch it. (laughs) So yeah, and then as far as film goes, there was apparently a 1945 film, a 1956 film, this one, uh, which is a remake of the 56 film. The 45 film is based off of the short story because the novel hadn't come out. There's a 1993 film and then the 2007 film, the invasion. And then there was apparently like a doctor who novel and a unused script for the sci-fi comedy series. Red dwarf had body snatcher um, which was released on DVD anyway.
0: Ooh, okay. You know what I say? Body snatcher. I barely know
1: her. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> my history with this movie is that um, I haven't seen any of the other films. Um, I've definitely seen parts of this one. I don't think I've seen the whole one, but um, I was definitely shown parts of this film. I think it was the um, the Jeff Goldblum double scene where they discover him, mm-hmm. um, because I distinctly remember my high school English teacher who taught our um, film lit class. Um, she um, definitely showed us this part of the uh, like part of the movie. Uh, I don't think the whole thing though because if she would have showed us the whole thing we would have had to write an assignment about it. So what she did was showed us. It was like a pretty structured on Monday. She would show us clips or she would teach us about something and then she would show us clips that would highlight that and then on Tuesday and Wednesday she would show us a film and then on. Thursday, we would maybe talk a little bit about it. And we had a paper due on Friday or, or she would assign the paper on Friday. We get a work audit, we'd it on it. We would turn it in. Anyway, so she showed us part of the film, but not the whole thing, because I can't remember what we would have talked about. But anyway, um, so and I remember really liking that. And so it was just on my radar. And then I never watched the full thing. But it was one of those that like getting more familiar with the cast, realizing like, oh, like Donald, Donald Sutherland was huge. Um, I mean, still is a relatively like respectable name. Um, uh, and then, uh, and then, same with uh, Jeff Goldblum and um, Leonard Nimoy as well. But, um, I don't know about Brooke Adams, though. Maybe that's just my ignorance.
0: Who? Uh, that's Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking. I I didn't recognize her from anything else, or at least anything that I had seen. But she's really good. Yeah, in I some mean, thought.
1: Yeah. Um, and apparently, the guy that gets killed at the beginning is the star of the original. Okay um boyfriend no the the guy that uh like gets hit by like the car and he's like oh. they're coming they're coming they're coming yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah so um yeah so anyway that's just my brief history with the film so i would seen a clip on my watch list for forever and here we go uh robert did you like it love it hate it dislike it or think it's just okay
0: i uh actually really like this i said i like it nice Didn't uh me it, too i really enjoyed it nice
1: um I, I want to start here, actually, because I think there's I, I like I told you, I don't I think I have maybe six things to say about this movie. um I don't like I don't super know how much, but um I, I it's only one negative thing I have to say. And that's I think the movie is a little long, um especially in that like period between where they all get together and then like Jeff Bloom, Goldblum goes away mm-hmm. and then until like the ending, I feel like is just quite a bit long. I think if maybe 10 minutes of this movie cut, 15 minutes would be. Would help it a lot, um, but that's my that like that's the reason it kept it out of love it for me is it didn't hold my interest the whole time. Um, yeah,
0: I'll, I'll, but I'll probably agree with it. that because yeah, I agree with that. Um, I was really into it for the first however long, but probably around the same time, I noticed that the pacing kind of slowed down a bit. Um, yeah, because if I think about it, I'm like I don't know what I didn't like about it, but I didn't love the movie as a whole. It's probably just the pacing that made me lose interest or it took me out of it a little bit towards that same spot. So just to repeat what you said, which is excellent podcast. Um, overall, I really like the gritty grimy seventies feel. Like mm-hmm. I just really like the feel of seventies movies. Um, it's close up. People just look dirty. People look sweaty and not like in a manufactured made up way, kind of like the way all, all of our hot movie stars look these days. It just mm-hmm. feels like there's a lot of yuckiness going on. And I just like the overall atmosphere. I just listened to you guys talk about atmosphere on a uh, franchise parodies of podcast. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if you said this one, but this, this is a good one for atmosphere, especially in like the first half when you're trying to yeah. figure out what's going
1: on. I think Foster brought that one up. Um, and I just, I think I made a comment like I'm watching that movie soon. So that makes me excited. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy you brought it up. I would have. Yeah. Um, yeah, because then we talked about it for a little bit because I was just like, well, what all are we considering in that franchise? Anyway, Um but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that I think the tone and the atmosphere like really helped this movie, like especially that first hour. I was just making a comment recently to somebody because I watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street and The Exorcist, I think on the same day. And I have this pro- I, I had this problem where I know the movie. I know the premise of the movie And I, so for Nightmare on Elm Street, I know what Freddy does. Um, Yeah, we all do. And then for Exorcist, I know where this movie ends, at least in terms of an exorcism. Like, I didn't know how the movie ended specifically, but like, um, I knew there is an exorcism and it's the better half of the second half of that movie. Um, So everything leading up to it felt dull, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for both movies, you know. When when they're trying to figure out Nightmare on Elm Street, like oh, what is Freddy doing? It's like I know, move past. Like it was really unenjoyable for me. Um, same, for, you know. For, but for Exorcist, I thought it was done really well. And but I was like, all right, get to the Exorcism. Um, yeah, I, I I was never that way here. Um, I thought it was uh, it was it it was just really like it was a slow burn, but like in the best possible way that first half, um, where it's like. You just think one person... I mean, you you don't ever think it, but you can understand why everybody's like, oh, yeah, you're just going crazy. Like, it's fine. Go home. Get a good night's sleep, and you'll be fine. Especially, like, when you factor in, like, all the external things. You know, she's scared that, oh, her boyfriend's not her boyfriend, but, like, you know, she's having an affair on with him, so it's like maybe there's just other psychological issues, things going on. Anyway, just... Um, like, you're, you're just... You're just going through a lot right now, and you're seeing things, right? And then there's... It just it gets to be other people and whatnot. It's like, sure. He's acting weird, but whatever, like, uh, you know, the golden state warriors in the playoffs, you know, like,
2: right. <laughs> uh, Francisco warriors, at that point.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't, I didn't even know the warriors were a team before, um, Steph Curry, so. Steph Curry. <laughs> um, but I don't, I'm not a basketball. Um, uh, anyway, just like, I think, I think the, the, the tone and the way that everything is set up, I think, it just works really well, again, even though I kind of know where the movie is eventually going in a vague sense of, yeah, they're 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 true, like they're correct. And it's going to be this small group against the world, you know, but it just it, it was just tense and exciting. And it really felt like anything could happen at any minute, you know. Um, and it really felt like it's going to escalate now. Oh, it didn't. Okay. It's going to escalate this scene. Oh no, it did. Okay. Like, but it like, it just kind of kept me on my toes. It kept me really engaged and really interested, interested. Um, I think what you're um, getting at
0: is that all of these movies that you mentioned, um, they all play by typical horror conventions. Right. Um, and in the exorcist and in nightmare on Elm street, you got kind of bored with the conventions because as, with what you felt they didn't do it well enough i will disagree with the exorcist i thought not, it was
1: not with idea. the exorcist one okay. that one still kept my attention but it was almost okay. like okay get there like sure it, it wasn't that it didn't like nightmare on elm street i was like let's move on exorcist okay. was like all right i know this anyway
0: fair enough so yeah i'll I'll agree with that but i'm a little bit higher on the exorcist anyway i i'm just gonna agree with what you were saying that invasion of the body snatchers i was feeling the same thing that it's playing with conventions where it's like oh, no, it looks like someone's going crazy, but she's actually not. She's actually right. Everyone thinks she's going crazy. Um, But you're right. The way it has it plays with tone, the way it plays with character, um, it it gives everyone time in the beginning. We talked about the pacing towards the end of the film not working as well. I think the pacing is great in the beginning because it gives you time to live with the characters and understand who they are. Um, It gives you the caper scene that I mentioned at the the opening. Um, It lets you see her boyfriend watching basketball and what he's actually like, but then showing you why it's weird that he's acting weird um, lets you, gets you no, lets you get to know uh, Leonard Nimoy and Jeff Goldblum and Jeff Goldblum's wife and all that kind of stuff. So it like does a good job. It does its homework of building up to all these conventions so that when it's playing with the convention or not playing with the conventions, when it's going through the conventions um, you're not as bored. You're not, just like all right get to the reveal get to the end you're like you were saying worried about what's coming around every corner um I was actually thinking about we talked about Jake or talked with Jake about Night of the Living Dead a while back um and we were talking about how that just feels like every zombie movie ever where it's just like what is going on oh no there's zombies yeah
1: another good example of yeah right this one again
0: doesn't feel like that even though it's like Oh no, someone's invading. What's going on? What do we do? Oh no, there's multiple of, you know, it has all that, all those beats that you're familiar with, but it doesn't feel tired, even though it's from 1978 or whatever it was.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, I think part of the reason that really works too is I think this movie is just really gorgeously shot. I found myself in awe at the cinematography. Um, There's a lot of Dutch angles, but like, I think specifically, like this might be the best use of lighting in a movie that I've seen in a long, long time. Um, it's constantly like really dark, but it's also like bright up front. Like there's like, um, there's actors that are like near the camera that are well lit, but like, there's a completely black background in several shots. And like, it just works. Cause again, it feels like something could come out at any moment. It's got a very eerie vibe, but it's also like, it's, it's shot like, a it, it, feel, it felt like it was almost shot kind of like, um. The conversation, like uh, or like some of these other like paranoid thrillers that we've seen before, it's got this really interesting pacing. It's got the slightest shaky cam to it. Um, so I certainly wouldn't call it shaky cam, but it really, it really kind of feels like the camera is a little bit
0: more unsteady. It's not, yeah, it's not placed like, on a tripod. Yeah,
1: yes, um, like it really feels like we're you know just hanging out with these people as they're figuring out you know and um what's going on getting to chronicle their experience and yeah it's it's, it's just um it, it's just really well shot um the um i think specifically lighting and i think sound works really well here and i, I mean the two things that to oh, me yeah, are maybe the soundtrack most track score yeah the the two things that most you know we were talking about the tone and atmosphere stuff earlier like the two biggest things that make up tone and atmosphere are the cinematography and the score to me so like they mm-hmm. really crushed them both just kind of made me feel that tension I, again it just it lost steam in that like f- final act before the final act like this penul- penultimate act i guess like the whole it's just the two of them again like it just kind of lost some steam and i get like i think the movie was trying to slow its pace or whatnot it just maybe lingered there a little too long it wanted to focus well, that's more on these two in there.
0: yeah i don't know if the love story really works that great um it didn't for me it i want to get to what you were just talking about but I, real quick since we're on this I do really like the moment when she's like, her skull is like caving in or whatever. and Yes. Like, that's a great moment. And I don't know how well it could work if he didn't set up their connection. Like if you just kept it as unrequited love uh, on his end. So I understand that we don't get that moment without the love story, but the love story just kind of feels a bit extra and tacked on before that. But I do want to mention, you mentioned the conversation. That's kind of what I was, talking about at the beginning it feels very 70s not just in its visual and um audio style but in its tone in its atmosphere and the paranoia of it um because the whole point is about how people are one by one losing their identity and becoming part of the crowd part of the part of an indistinguishable crowd um and it's amidst the cynicism and the grit and the griminess of the 70s where things are dirty and people are evil and the government is after you, you know? Um, or some unnamed force is after you, kinda like the conversation where he's just tearing apart his apartment. Um, so even though the Godfather and taxi driver and the conversation, none of them are supernatural or none of them have otherworldly elements, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers still feels like those because it's following because it's part of like the style and the in the filmic language of the time and um using that for this you know alien invasion story works really well because it brings in that paranoia that read by reading some letterbox reviews the 50s one feels very different um and uh again i don't have the knowledge of that one but it sounds like this is a valid remake that feels fitting for the time that it was made
1: sure um and I don't, I don't have anything more to add what you said there yeah. <laughs> like yeah you got it all
0: sure I, I just have a couple more bullet points then uh, on the movie and then i'll be done the yeah, last
1: I, yeah i have a few more too but yeah
0: okay the very last moment is killer great amazing like i i wrote in my nightmare on elm street review on letterboxd that i was like oh, i don't really get scared on ed horror stuff pre-2000s and then i was like you know what maybe i should eat my words because that <laughs> that was really freaking creepy um that's really well done. And that's the type of stuff that'll give me nightmares if I'm already having trouble sleeping.
1: So I, unfortunately, like uh, I read some of the letterbox reviews uh, from some of our hop writers. And one of the, one of the reviews said something along the lines of like, even though a twist ending that's been spoiled to death now. And I'm like, I didn't know there was a twist ending. Uh, hmm. Like, it, but then it was one of those, like it happens. And the way it happens that shot of Donald Sutherland doing the pod scream, I mean, spoilers, we didn't say it, but we always spoil these movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, of him doing the pod scream at the end. Anytime invasion of the body snatchers comes up in the BEC. That's the image I use. And now I'm like, I got to find a new image. I can't oh. just be putting that <laughs> up. Like, uh, cause it always makes the top 10. Um, and I think rightfully so. Mm-hmm. So, so it always just winds up being like, like that's always the best image that I could pull. It's like, I got to stop doing that. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, one of those you don't know you're spoiling the movie like <laughs> right so
0: um yeah thankfully i uh didn't look at letterbox beforehand i for whatever reason this is one of the movies that wasn't spoiled for me like i i knew the sixth sense spoiled when i had seen it but like invasion of the body snatchers i didn't know that it was going to be like a twist ending so it worked
1: i mean i probably would have pieced it together on my own but because i knew because i knew it was coming we just don't really know but yeah All i right. just got to stop Faro. i got to stop le- reading I got to stop reading uh, reviews beforehand. I look at star
0: ratings. If people have it at like high enough stars, I'm like, all right, maybe it's better.
1: Well, and I just, it was just a real brief, like, all right, cool. What's the general, like, because I was really trying. All right. So I watched this on Wednesday and I had all of Wednesday off. And I just, for some reason, couldn't get in the mood to watch this movie. So I was reading the reviews to be like, okay, like maybe this will get me into it. And Seeing how everybody has this movie rated highly, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's—I don't think there's a bunch of five stars, but there's certainly a decent amount of like three and a half to four and a half. I think four is probably really common. Um, I don't think anybody has this movie at like a two or lower, from what I follow. Maybe mm-hmm. it could be one, but um, but yeah. It's, it, so it was one of those I had to kind of hype myself to watch this movie because. I just I just wasn't in the mood. I was a little bit tired, and I was like, I don't want to be bored and potentially fall asleep because I'd like not gotten good sleep the night before and whatnot. So it's just like, sure. Anyway, I had to I had to get myself in the mood to do it, and um, and then but but it was one of those like the movie got going and I was just in you know Um, so um, to the movie's credit yeah Um, I I did want to also point out uh, we we briefly mentioned um, the oh shoot I forgot her name Um, Brooke Adams I think all the leads here are really great um like yeah. this is a really well acted movie from the 70s um i mean donald sutherland is great you know which we knew jeff goldblum is great he's he's like ah, man, like i love wacky zany jeff goldblum but yeah, like he doesn't
0: have his typical affectation going on
1: well and i just I've seen a guy. the fly and like that movie allows him to do a little bit sometimes but not a ton necessarily but um like just because of Cronenberg um right. like there's a little bit of that weird Cronenberg stuff to it but there's also like it's still a very dark very serious but but yeah like Goldblum's great in this and mm-hmm. uh and Leonard Nimoy is really great he's he's kind of supposed to be stoic you know they certainly typecast him they're like what if we got Spock to do it and it's like yeah. well. um so I, anyway it's uh, like yeah the a whole and even I'm sorry I'm sorry, what?
0: Lacking empathy too? kind of like a Vulcan would.
1: Well, and not only that, but the, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know her name, but the person that played Nancy, um, also great. Um, the, the, like primary six were, I think really good. And man, Veronica the guy Cartwright. that played Veronica cart, right? Yep. Um, and the guy that played Jeffrey, the husband that gets taken over initially is so creepy. Um, he just, he's, he just plays it really well because he Art starts Hindle. off.
0: Hmm? Art Hindle. I just like Art giving credit H- to names.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But it's, you're saying like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I want to make sure that I can hear you know people can hear it yeah um no he's he's really good at like in that first scene first of all we already hate him right because like yeah. he's he's watching basketball and clearly doesn't care about his partner and we're just like man like and then you find out that she's cheating on him it's like you, you kind of deserve that but anyway but then like just it's a slow progression Was but she cheating like he's on him
0: from the beginning I didn't think so beginning of the movie yeah I think it's implied I okay. I thought that one kiss was like their first kiss where they're like faces are really close and then it's like really slow. I think it's they're like work husband and work wife. Maybe and then it becomes a real thing.
1: I just it made me at the very least think if they're not, they want to be. Yeah. Um. But but even their conversation when he when she comes over and he's cooking for her. Like, and maybe that's just, they have a really strong, but like, she just goes over to his house and he's cooking for her. But even their conversation is like, why don't you just leave him? And she's like, well, the house is in his name. Like Mm. they're almost talking about like the way that people talk about leaving spouses, you know? But I think, I don't, I don't think they're married. I think they're just boyfriend, girlfriend, the. They're, yeah, they're just living together. So anyway, it's like based off their conversations, I just assumed that they, that there was an implied, but because it was the seventies, maybe they couldn't. Be as discreet, but then you know, there's boobs later, and you're like, All right, well, they probably could have, Uh,
0: yeah. The seven by the 70s, anything goes,
1: that's true, yeah. But I was, well, I don't know. I mean, it just feels like what, like, uh, Miracle on 34th Street wasn't approved by the wasn't that like 54 though? It it was significant, yeah, I know, but I just all old movies are the same, you know, Uh, yeah, (laughs) everything before Star, this is after Star Wars, damn it, (laughs) I know, this is post Star Wars, yeah, no, a year, but yeah, um, anyway, just the. I, th- it's, so I think it's heavily applied and even if they're not actively you know, then they then i think there is uh anyway just um no I, th- I thought i thought all the performance was really good that that um douglas douglas yeah douglas character so menacing by the end especially like the police come over and they're like hey like uh you know you're um like when they when he like moves the body anyway It's just mm-hmm. yeah i think uh, i think that was the last note i had again I don't i don't have much like it's just it's a really great tense movie, just has a little bit of pacing issues in the back half.
0: Well, we also really um, quick have to mention that's... the practical effects. Incredible practical effects. Like the... Yeah, that the was yeah, actually, themselves. I had that written
1: down, but I threw that page away. <laughs>
0: um, the pods themselves and, like, the people being born. So, like, when we got the double Don- Donald Sutherland as they're, like, yeah. growing rapidly. And it's creepy. Life. Yeah, it's really, really well done. Like, that adds to the atmosphere, that adds to the tone. Uh, it and it's the first thing that's not like, well, that's not true. It's not the first thing. It's not implied because it shows like the hairy bodies at other times. But this is like the first time it's like, here's what exactly is going on. Um, she's not crazy. And I think that, yeah, it's just really cool. It, the When the baby thing was first being born, I was like, why is this thing not like a, a cult favorite the way? the eraser head baby is like the, that thing's yeah. creepy, but awesome looking. Yeah. Just so yeah. great practical effect. Yep.
1: Wanna and that culminates in that. my
0: very last point, which is, uh, I knew the, the guy with his dog. I think Harry was his name. Maybe I'm just pulling that out of nowhere. Okay. Uh, I knew that had to pay off somehow because they kept like talking to him every time they walked past him. And, yep. uh, I like the payoff. off. It's a dog with a man face. Pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Really satisfying payoff. Yeah. Um, for sure. um, yeah, lots lots to like about this movie. Um, we're both kind of on the cusp of like it and love it. Um, we're uh, so I'm I'm assuming we're both going to say this movie is deserving of its um, goat status.
0: Yeah, uh, I was going to say it's the first easy one in a while, but we did yeah. Meaning of Life last week, and that was or last month, and that was easy. But this is another easy one.
1: Yeah, it's it's just very well done, especially like for 1978. Yeah, yeah, um, well, easy to see I think why for this many times. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm. Just, we personally, were personally for any time again having just you know Nightmare on Elm Street being on the mind. Yeah, you know, it's. I I think there's arguments for that movie being a goat as well, just influence and whatnot, and practical effects and whatnot. But even though it's not a bet, not I don't think as solid or as good a movie. Which more thoughts on that next week. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, like this one's just like.
0: This, yeah, this is a much easier yes than Elm Street Uh um, so I love Wes
1: Where about did this end up on your list?
0: I might be having some recency bias
1: here, but I have it all the way up at 12. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as discussed, I just easier to like movies than you. Um, so I've got a little bit lower, uh, it, but it's like it's 21. So it's the highest of the I have this kind of on the cusp of four and four and four and four 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 and a half star. I think I'm just going to go with like a, a four, but it like it'll just kind of go either way. Um, and so this would be the highest of the fours. Just remember, the ratings don't actually mean anything. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, that's just kind of where. Ish, yeah. I I I try to go off of the like like I love, I hate this. Like I think it's just okay, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, one, two, three, four, five. But, um, yeah. It's it's just kind of where I have it. It's like it's it's really good, but I'm just I'm more easily amused and more easily easily satisfied than you. So, plus I have one film higher than this that you haven't seen. So, <laughs> uh, um,
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I've seen Gran Turismo.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna make that same joke. <laughs> Uh yeah no um but yeah I have I have like the apartment above this I have Harakiri, um Sunset Boulevard Before Midnight Last Temptation I know I'm big on La Confidential you're not as much want to move on to B plot yeah we should do that um B plot uh so we're gonna discuss our um films that we want to put in brackets for the next time um so. Um, let's ju- let's go round Robert style. We'll throw out some things. We'll discuss them briefly. And, um, it, 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 we're kind of loosening the definition of these goats things, um, to kind of more fit the mold. So, um, if it's on my watch list or whatever, great. If it's not, that's, that's totally fine. Um, I'll be honest. I go look at your
0: watch list. That's I okay. Don't... So, yeah.
1: Um, but we can, we can talk about some things, but also like we're playing relatively loose with the 1994 now, like I, it would still be better beforehand, but I think, didn't we talk about was Good Morning Vietnam, like 97 or so, or was it? Maybe like, maybe. Anyway, I feel I've like never, we've broken that rule once or twice, maybe accidentally, though. But Everything I have is before that.
0: Um, I, I do want to say real quick, you said on one of the recent podcasts, um, do you still need to call around Robert even when I'm not on the podcast? And I was listening to that episode and I sent you a message that just said to answer your question, yes. And you had no idea what I was talking about. And I thought that was very fun. But, I
1: was literally looking through our Slack messages today, and I was like, what, qu-? like, even now, I was like, what question did I ask? <laughs> and then I, I was like, oh, okay.
0: Yes, yeah. it, it needs to be renamed. That's an executive decision.
1: Sure. <laughs> but if you
0: don't do it, there's nothing I could do. Sure. Um, sure. My first movie uh, will be- go against the rule that I set last time, but this is one that I've been wanting to watch. And thank you, Heath, for sharing your voodoo with me. But Barry Lyndon. Uh, is one that I've been meaning to get to for a long time. It's three hours long, so if you don't want to do it, that's completely fine. But like, I've been wanting to throw that on every weekend for a while now.
1: Um,
0: I that's mean, the only long I, one I have on here. I think.
1: I mean, I can do a three-hour one if, y- especially like if you're adamant about it. Um, Who knows yeah.
0: what I'll be feeling three months from now though, <laughs> when it comes up? So uh, it could be just safer to not do it.
1: I, I mean, we can certainly like I'll I'll, I'll write it down, um, but. I just went through, yeah.
0: like, most popular on Letterboxd by decade and faded my watch. And, like, in the 70s, that was one of the highest ones that I haven't seen. Oh,
1: that's a good idea. I'm currently just – I'm on my watch list sorted by highest rated. That's what i have currently on. But, yeah, no, I think that's a – that would be a really good idea. Um, um I've, I've just written down a couple based off of that. Um, so I've written down um, so far – and I have no idea – I know at least that you've seen one of these movies, but I wrote down Dog Day Afternoon. Um Another good I think would qualify. Um Mulholland Drive. Like we haven't really done a well, we're doing a David Lynch in November, we're doing so let me take Lynch. that off. Yeah. I was like, we haven't really done anything kind of that, but yeah, but we're doing and that's
0: two thousands, I think,
1: too. I don't know. It's old Um this the other one here, um I, I don't know the year, but I put Magnolia down.
0: That's ninety nine. That's also a three hour movie. But I okay.
1: Um then I'm gonna scratch that. Um I I wrote this down because it just got announced for Criterion releases in January. Um train spotting? Uh
0: so I've seen all of these so far. And train spotting okay. isn't necessarily one that I would want to rewatch too much because it's Okay, that's fine. Upsetting. It's Danny Boyle, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm not saying don't watch it, but like be in the that's right frame of mind when you're ready.
1: That's what I've heard. I also think it may not I don't know what year it is. It's certainly that like it's on the cusp, I'm not sure exactly when. It might be ninety seven. Um well, so so I've scratched the other ones off. Do you have like do you want to scratch off Dog Day Afternoon? Do you wanna like keep it like do you, you can wanna
0: keep Dog Day afternoon now. right now if you want? It's not too long. It's good.
1: Um, I'd have to check <laughs> to see the year I could do this one real quick. I just kinda wrote I didn't look. 75. Um, okay. Um I was just checking the year for this one. It's two thousand one, but Amelie, that one seems to come up a lot on like our That's BEC list and we're never sure where to put it. Yeah. You haven't seen it or you seen have it? I have seen it. Okay. Um in that case, if you have seen it and it's past the 1994 mark by a significant mark I'm across that off then. Yeah. Um uh, one that came across, um we're both big fans of La, La Land. Do mm-hmm. we want to throw on The Umbrellas of Cherbourg? Uh sure. Um, it looks like,
0: the I heard people saying Joker is trying to ape it in the sequel. So,
1: might as well watch it. Could also be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't know how long this um it's probably not. Anyway. Um
0: well, and steals from everything anyway.
1: Right. Well, but I mean, like this is the one where it's like most like people are watching a lot. Like, oh hour yeah. Half. Yep. Yeah. Hour and a half. Yeah, so, and I don't think have we done a musical? I mean, we did Meaning of Life, but like, have we, we done a... Singing in the Rain? Oh, that's true. I was like, when's the last time we had? White Christmas
0: has a lot of music too. White Christmas. But no. Yeah. This is right. No, that's we've a done good done
1: one. Um, when's the last time we've done an O.R.
0: Probably, uh, if you want to count uh, conversation. I mean, of that Major
1: Body Snatchers kind of is. Um,
0: yeah, probably not since uh, LA Confidential. Why? What do you got?
1: Uh, Maltese Falcon. I, I've seen that one. Okay. I've, I saw You've it seen it high, too, right? I saw it in college, but I can't remember a thing about it. So, not really. Um, People Dazed listening are going crazy. Dazed and
0: Confused. Uh, that's another one I've seen. It's fun. Ben Affleck it plays a little uh, word.
1: I just I, I don't. I, I don't think we have to talk about the Godfather every week, you know. But um, do you want me to throw out some that I haven't seen? I got one more that I okay. currently have written down. Um My cousin Vinny.
0: I have seen it also, and I might be on the cusp, even though it's a lot of fun.
1: That's fine. Um, well, I'll just cross off. So the only ones I have written down are Dog Day Afternoon, the Umbrellas, <laughs> sh- Shareboard. For now, <laughs> we can obviously like do more, but I like the idea of you had like films by decade highest rated or films How i went you... by
0: popularity on letterboxd if you just like go okay. to films and then popularity and then uh sort by decade okay say so... you watched here let me throw out okay. a it so... i have uh breakfast at tiffany's which i've never seen has um good reputation Paths of glory if we want to go kubrick but much uh shorter
1: Um, It's an hour twenty. I mean, isn't Barry Lyndon also Kubrick?
0: Yeah. So if we want to just say forget Barry Lyndon and do Paths of Glory instead, because it's an hour and a half.
1: I mean, I'm also saying those two would pair well in the the poll. Some like it hot is two hours long. Billy Wilder. Though we've done a couple Billy
0: Wilder movies, so yeah, maybe not. uh, The Roman Holiday for a uh, international movie. I don't know. Maybe not international. It just takes place in Italy. Uh, Um, Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn um, Uh, Bicycle Thieves is actually international it's an Italian movie so I
1: did we have I think we had Bicycle Thieves on the last probably because I think it lost to Tokyo Story which is next month
0: um the Red Shoes is a little bit longer it's 215 but um Rowan recently wrote a blurb and was just singing his praises about how great it is um a Decent drop off in perceived quality here. I just threw out some comedies. If we wanted to just do a comedy matchup, I went, I haven't seen any of these four Caddyshack, Heathers, 16 Candles, or Moonstruck. And those are all
1: on the uh, I've seen Caddyshack, but not any of the others.
0: Heathers and 16 Candles might be a good pairing, then I don't know. A couple Could 80s, um,
1: uh, I'll write them down, sure. Um, Heathers and what was the other one, uh, 16 Candles, 16 Candles, yeah, Molly Ringwald. um. I'm currently doing what you're doing, the, like, sorting. I'm, I've i just got most popular films of all t- time, hidden ones that I have seen. But I'm also trying to, like, not do things that have been in the polls before. Like, we had Life is Beautiful, I think, the first time we did a poll. Um, we had Bicycle Thieves. I'm trying to avoid those if I can. Um, I think we had Das Boot at one point. Um,
0: have you seen Young, young Frankenstein? Gene Wilder. Uh,
1: once a while ago, it's it's one of those that are like I barely remember anything about. We've it. never
0: done Mel Brooks.
1: That feels like a shame. I mean, we did the remake of The Producers a couple weeks ago, but that wasn't with you. That was um, but uh, and that wasn't the Mel Brooks; it was the remake. Um, so that's I mean, his, I'd be happy to put Young Frankenstein on there. Yeah,
0: that's his highest rated on Motorbox.
1: Um, can we? All right, let's let's do this. Let's put Sixteen Candles and Heather's together. Okay. We'll watch one of those two. We have. Paths of Glory and Barry Lyndon. Um, I feel like we've had Roman Holiday in the thing before because it was against Philadelphia Story. Okay, that's fine. Do we want to put like Breakfast at Tiffany versus Umbrellas of Cherbourg? Sure. I was like, unless we could find a different path or a different one. No, that sounds good to me. All right, so that's two, three. Let's find something to pair with Young Frankenstein. How many do we
0: need? How many more do we need?
1: Three more pairings. So if you want to find, if we want to find something to pair with Dog Day Afternoon or Young Frankenstein, like
0: Serpico, maybe. Uh, I've also seen Serpico, so if you want to do a couple of Pacino movies that I have seen, though, I mean, what, how
1: many have you not seen?
0: Like, um, when was Carlito's Way? I've had that steel book for a long time.
1: Um, 93. certainly before.
0: So, if you want to do Carlito's Way, if you want to do a couple of Pacino movies, I've had that steel book, but I haven't seen the movie. I think I found yeah, it for let's like five dollars one time.
1: Pick either Dog Day Afternoon or Sir, or Serpico. Uh, Dog Day. Okay, so we'll do Dog Day and Carlito's Way. Um. As one pairing, so that's four pairings. What can we pair with Young Frankenstein?
0: Uh, I'm looking for a silly comedy type. Uh, I don't know Beverly Hills Cop. That's in the um, popular '80s.
1: What? Uh, maybe I'll just circle back. Dazed and Confused. Sure.
0: When? When was that though? '93. Sure, you can do Dazed.
1: Okay. Just, I just, I I know we got to get moving. So, so that's
0: another um, link later, which we just did this round.
1: Yeah, but very different from my understanding. Yeah. Right yeah um one two three four five we still need one more pairing um can we can we think of two that you're like mad lost in the polls oh um do you have the polls i can pull them Uh, not really but like the one i'm thinking of is um i can't remember what beat it out but seventh seal lost in the polls
0: sure Put Seventh Seal against,
1: and I'm just like I'm wanting, like, like I'm thinking if we could each pick one that lost that we're mad lost. Yeah, I remember there was um, something else
0: I wanted to watch, but I honestly,
1: I mean, I know you were mad when Good Morning Vietnam beat out Born on the Fourth of July, but
0: well, I just thought that would be a perfect pairing for the the date, and then I watched Born on the Fourth of July anyway, and didn't think it was that great.
1: Um,
0: I really don't remember. Maybe Roman Holiday.
1: <laughs> um, I don't how many polls have we done this. two three three or four? Three, four. yeah but they're not easily found because they weren't a google doc they were twitter polls so yeah it's, um it's i mean i'm pretty sure after hours lost to king of comedy or was that did we have after hours on there maybe i don't know i'd like i bought the criterion i'd like to watch it soon <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure throw after hours on there but so we've done we, we did King Academy
1: at least. King of Comedy. And We did well. Yeah, we temptation. did temptation. But my, again, my understanding after hours is different than the other two, right? Yeah,
0: I'm just saying if we want to look at different.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good call. That's yeah, that's a, that's a good call because even though like we're doing more link later, but like it's a very different link later. Um, what about and this is would have been so much better for you to prepared, but that's what you get when you record before I normally wake up. Um, all right, just throw out any movie, Robert. Uh, 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 something like it hot. I don't know. I'm looking sure. at... legit or
0: sure. Yeah. Oh, I found one matchup. What is it? I've watched a lot of these since.
1: Because I'd yeah. rather have something that matches up more as opposed to Seven Seal and something like it hot. You know, <laughs> like like I'd rather if you had two completely different movies that both match up.
0: Yeah, this search isn't helping. So just if you want, just do Roman Holiday because that's also international and something we haven't seen and it lost in the poll.
1: Okay. There we go. People can decide if they want dark or not. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, seven seal Roman holiday. Cool. Um, okay. So we have dog day afternoon and Carlitos way. We have Barry Lyndon and of glory. We have umbrellas of Cherbourg and breakfast at Tiffany's Heather's and 16 candles, young Frankenstein days and confused. And then seven seal and Roman holiday. Um, so I'll put those up in a Google drive and Google doc and we'll, um, send it out and then um, all over the place uh, on, on all the things, make sure to vote. I'll keep it going for a hot second after it's up, but uh, not too long. So see the link, click the link, vote on the movies. So whichever ones you want us to see um, for next time, Robert. Yes. Spin off.
0: Go a uh, midnight run. I was doing my typical thing where I'm watching movies from people who have movies coming up. I wanted to see more De Niro movies and I never seen Midnight Run. And it turns out I love it. It's my favorite De Niro movie, five stars. Uh, It's fun. It's a buddy comedy movie that I wasn't expecting to be a buddy comedy movie because the poster makes it look more intense than it actually is. I was expecting something more serious, something along the lines of Heat or The Godfather or, you know, Once Upon a Time in America, anything that you typically think of for De Niro. But nope, it's fun. It's hilarious. It's exciting. It's got practical 80s effects. It's got excellent music from Danny Elfman. Uh, great performances all around great dialogue. It's, it's just a whole lot of fun. Midnight run.
1: Cool. Um, Robert, let me tell you about a comedy. Um, I'm going to just tell you the cast. Uh, it's got Will Ferrell Orlando Bloom and, and, it,
0: and the guy who plays Hopper <laughs> on stranger things.
1: <coughs> nice. Um, Ed Helms, Will Ferrell, Catherine Hahn, Jeremy Piven, David Koechner, Ken Jong, Rob Riggle. Um, Christian Shaw, Tony Hale, um, Jonathan Sadowski, Craig Robinson, a brief T.J. Miller, um, and uh, directed by, oh, and uh, James Rowland, by the way, directed by Neil Brennan, who was largely responsible for Chappelle's show. Um, Are you talking
0: about every comedy between 2005 and 2015?
1: Pretty much, because this one came out in 2009. Okay. Um, it's called The Goods Live Hard, Sell Hard. Um, I literally never heard of it. It is the most middle-of-the-road comedy I've ever seen. It is a 90-minute, like, jokes either hit or miss. But when they hit, it's really funny. And for that reason, it's worth your 90 minutes. Uh, it is. There are some things that have not held up well, um, just like any of the comedies from that era. But get over it, be an adult. Um, and uh, it was also, like, it's directed by Neil Brennan, of course. Like, it was always going to be pushing limits. So um, there's that. But it's it's about this guy who's like this. Uh, it's Jeremy Piven stars in, and he's like this really like slick, convincing car salesman, and um, he comes in and saves dying car dealerships. And um, it's very bare bones pop, but it's like there's a lot of really fun things that work about it. Like Rob Riggle plays a ten year old in Rob Riggle's body. Like he's just pr- pituitary glands. He's just really old. Is he big?
0: Like Tom Hanks big?
1: Kind of. Uh, but then you have Katherine Hahn who is like resisting the urge to sleep with him the whole movie um, because they keep on saying like he's 10. like. <laughs> but it's Rob Riggle and he's just so having weird. the time of his life. So some things age well, some things have it. Craig Robinson plays a DJ and has the best line in the movie. And like, just to give you an example, how good this movie can be. Um, he's like playing music and it's not great. And uh, at this car sale, spoil and like, the best can- line and they're like can't you you're not gonna watch this um maybe
0: who knows what i watch midnight on a weekend
1: there's a there's a good amount of like lines in here but uh and you'll forget anyway but he's uh he's playing something dark and sour and they're like oh can't you play something a little bit more upbeat so he turns on gregorian chance and he and he looks at him he's like nobody tells dj request what to play (laughs) it's it's just perfect stupid comedy dj request Um, Worth worth your 90 minutes Apparently it's only on Skidema- Cinemax right now Wow okay. that was a Freudian stuff <laughs> there uh, Excellent <laughs> Anyway uh, only on Cinemax At the moment but Cinemax. I'm sure this one bounces around A lot if it comes up on your Netflix Speaking or whatever Cinemax I'm just saying
0: um, Can I ask you a question real quick How many dogs do you have in the room with you Two Okay, Because I saw a door behind you open And then I saw a dog hop down So I don't know if it was a ghost, or one of the dogs, and the other one went over.
1: There's two real dogs, okay, and then there's a couple of ghost dogs okay. based on a true story.
0: Based on a true story, <laughs> the ghost dogs are Orla- named Orlando Bloom and David Harbour.
1: Yeah, no, my wife is out of town, or out of yeah. So I, um, so the goods worth you worth worth your ninety minutes. Not worth any money though. Um Okay. That's a wrap. Remember, you can follow Robert on uh, Letterboxd primarily. Um, I'll have that in the episode description. Anywhere that you want to follow me, just search Castle. Schwe- if I'm there, cool. If I'm not, cool. Uh, can I find Kirkerman, you there even you... if I
0: don't want to find you there?
1: If you want, but then just find my profile and then don't click follow. Like... Okay. You
0: said anywhere <laughs> you Kirkerman, want to dude. follow me. Just So I just wanted to clarify
1: quick that quick reminder that Sip pop Writers Room is part of the Studio DNA network uh you can check out other great shows at StudioDNA.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player if you want to write for siphop.com popcom email us riseroomassippop.com and don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify if you're listening over there next week um Heath and Austin and I are talking about all the movies where Freddy's coming for you all the original Nightmare on Elm Street run um and Freddy versus Jason and the Nightmare on Elm Street remake <laughs> um shut up Without uh two weeks two weeks um yeah, that one was like Ghost Dog, okay? Um, channeling through the real dog. Um, gotcha. So, uh, in two weeks, Joe and Chantal will be joining me to talk about Akira, and next month, Robert, we're talking about Toy Story, Tokyo Story. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story's a go, man. Toy Story's a go. Uh, Tokyo Story. Um, let this be your warning. It's a two and a half hour ish movie. Okay. So, so none of this Amadeus stuff, where I don't have time for the movie. <laughs> but Is it really. All right. Yeah, it's like two and a half ish, and you know I put it here with no guests because um, Thanksgiving ish, so we can maybe get it done earlier. Um, anyway, Nothing nobody needs to hear this
0: on air. Festively Thanksgiving than a movie from Japan.
1: I think a sad movie. Anyway, um, Robert, thanks for joining me. Say the line.
0: This podcast was based on a true story, and now that it's <laughs> over, we have to get back to the writers' room.